that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Good afternoon and welcome to the Race Hour podcast in association with bookmakers.com and kindly sponsored by the tote.co.uk, home of the £1 million place pod for every single day of the Cheltenham Festival. I'm Darren Hughes and I'm joined by the rather recalcitrant pair of Dermot Nolan and Stephen Cass who are in tremendous form as we teeter towards the final day of the Cheltenham Festival. Uh, Dermot, do you want to give the listeners an update on how your week is going? Uh, very, very middling, Darren. I was level enough now coming into today after a dream to share and, and thing, but I, I've definitely given it back now. I'm um, I'm definitely down, so Il Rodoto or something like that. I I need someone to come and save me, but look, my whole my whole week rather revolves around Impervious and Shambali Kid anyway, but uh, definitely could, could be in a worse position, but could definitely be in a better position as well. Fair enough. Cass, we get a status report from you there from the sunny southeast. How's your week shaping up? Um, uh, one of those boring kind of level weeks, but like you know, a lot of crossbars hit now. Like I, I was you nearly on. prefer it to be down a fortune so you'd have a story to tell. Like. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Like sure, sure, you're given so much chance this week that you can always claw it back, you know. So I'm, I'm kind of breaking even, but yeah, Bron, I thought was going to go and win, and he would have been worth thousands. Um, and then the, yeah, there was a couple other kind of crossbars. Hey, what, hey, what do you think recalcitrant means now that you called it the two of us recalcitrant bastards? There, what? Uh... I didn't say recalcitrant bastards. I said the recalcitrant pair. It means that you show a complete disrespect towards authority and and are indisciplined. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say it as a positive. Uh, the way no the way no <laughs> no that's correct yeah, yeah that's that 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 is that is the correct uh, uh, meaning yeah well done <laughs> you're talking to a former English student <laughs> I know <laughs> Cass here uh, a yeah. failed law student and a, an even worse failed English student but however uh, we're going to crack into day four of the Cheltenham Festival because to be quite frank no one gives a shit about day three so we're going to kick straight off with the triumph hurdle at half past one. Uh, Lossie Mount heads the market here, but she's joined almost by stablemate Blood Destiny. Maybe a few people surprised that Paul Townend has kept the faith with Lossie Mount after their sort of disaster show at the Dublin Racing Festival. But Stephen Cass, have you got a view on this? Well, I backed, uh, I said in the podcast last week, Senta was a much bigger price then. Um, kind of reminds me of Burning Victory, who won it for Willie. I, I just think it's, it's, it's ripe for a boil over. Like Lossie Mouth, tiny little thing. The ground she won't like. Blood Destiny loved the ground, but he's been jumping poorly. Uh, Patrick's on board. Automatic six to ten pound penalty there against the pros. So I just think it's ripe for a boil over. But you, you, if you're laying the front two, a two to one, you'd have a good chance. Um, I've back sent. Uh, Mark Walsh just had a winner. Uh, but it's it's guessing, you know. It's a bit like Pentland Hills when when he won. You think just think there could be a boil over. Feels like that kind of a race. Back all the rads, all the rags. I've have heard good things about that Jagard. Um, he could be one for next year, but I think he's a bit more like Imperi Pass or those kind of Auton Color coming here just as a spin. But apparently he's low of ability. So if you get a wild price on him, maybe him. But uh, I've back sent anyway. I think she's kind of ability and uh, could see a boil over here. Yeah, and listen, it's one. Of the, it is. It's. It's a race that is shaping up that way. Is in. Uh, I do think Lassimart is the most likely winner myself personally, but uh, a boiler, a boil over, as you suggest, certainly isn't out of the question. Uh, Dermot, are you of a similar view to Stephen, or 
Are you taking a more positive spin than the first Americans? Uh, uh, neither really I'm kind of uh, Gallum or so I've been keen on for quite a while I don't think she gets anywhere near the praise that she deserves for how, how good she was at Dublin Racing Festival so definitely happy to kind of follow her in here and I just think she's uh, yeah she's been very good she was brilliant last time she she needs to settle better I think Blood Destiny will help her to settle and uh, I like her here under under Danny yeah, it wouldn't be the first canny ride Danny has given one this week. Um, he's been in decent form, but I don't think he's actually hit the board yet. But he's given a couple of... Cham Kylie, I thought he gave that a peach, to tell you the truth. And I thought he did a reasonable job on floor and porter there about 20 minutes ago. But um, however, hopefully he can get off the mark tomorrow for Dermot Nolan. Move on to the county hurdle then. And uh, a horse that's been on Stephen Cass's radar all year, but for one of the races earlier in the week in the Champion Supreme as opposed to the county is Hunter's Yarn, who is the general 92 favourite across the board here. William Mullins won this last year with Stateman, Stephen. Uh, is he going to do the same with Hunter's Yarn? Ah, sure, I have no idea. Like I, 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 like, I absolutely do think he's better than a 147 horse, and that's his English mark. Um, his jumping's a little bit of a thing, but of all the ones you would have said, Willie's jumping was an issue, like Gaelic Warrior, and they're like, no problems, they're all jumping around fine. Uh, so... Yeah, he might win, and I'll just be. It'll be a what if then, you know, with, with me with my supreme bet. Nobody wants to hear about that anyway. Nobody cares. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a really good race. There's a horse, uh, Milkwood, who will go on the ground. He's forty to one, um, and he's a bit of a travelly thing. I love him. Uh, hopefully, Sam Twist and Davis can hold on to him some bit. Do not go to the front, English. He ran a screamer in twenty one cast. Yeah, yeah. He should have twenty one. I looked like the winner. A million percent should have won. The usual thing, it got, you, these English jockeys, you know, they get to the front of the hurdle races at the last. Yet, yeah, whereas you nearly want to be coming half if they're running on the last um, in the hurdle race. So hold on to him as long as you can. Give him a little squeak at a big price. But uh, have heard good things. The Prairie Dancer has been working really well up in Joseph's. Joseph generally has a winner. He's 50 to 1 as well. So I, I, I'll, have a, I'll have a crack at a couple of rags. I haven't a penny on um, uh, Hunter's Yarn here. And I'd be hoping he falls out the back of the telly, to be honest. <laughs> Very understandable. Uh, Dermo, have you got a similar view to Castler? Where are you coming down? I like Winter's uh, Winter Fog. I think um, they they really made a, a a bollock to this horse's trip last year over three miles. He's all speed. He showed that at Christmas. I think an absolute crazy speed here, and him landing here late. I think he, he really could be interesting. He's one for me now that'll be running well in entry hurdles in the future and stuff like that. I, I do think he's very, very good. They were just trying to handicap him for kind of too long. Kieran Callan, six, seven pounds off. So running here for 145, definitely good enough to do that. And then the other one I liked as well is Magner Glory, who was fantastic last time under Mikey Sullivan. But uh, Winter Fog, my main one here, Darren. How's your week going, Darren? You sound very down in the dumps there. You are right, like. Actually, the opposite. I'm having. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> your main bet was. Yeah, like his that, main bet was to work for the week. Yeah. Like, now that I've been asked, and I don't feel like it's aftertime, I'm, I'm actually having a fucking screamer of the week now. If Jerry, <laughs> if, if, if Jerry, Jerry Colom winning would have been worth about eleven and a half grand, which, that's sorry. a little bit unfortunate. I, but, uh, I, misread, I misread your smugness there for uh, being a, a little melancholy, but I was totally wrong. Apathy <laughs> kind of Well, it's like actually, have you let's say, not, 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 not to mention the other the other operators, but there's that Paddy Power video that came out yesterday with the pair of boys sitting at the bar, and your, your man is just back the winner. Why did you see? I'm a little bit like that with you two. I'm looking at you two fucking yeah. just talking an awful lot but not saying much. Yeah, yeah, you're mad. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, go, go right, man yourself. All right, go on, move on. Next race. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> uh, the 250 tomorrow is the Albert Bartlett Novices Hurdle. Uh, three miles, often known as the Spud Race. 
Uh, three card brag after a series of will he won't he's actually does end up here I think how the ground is coming in his favour would have been a rain today heads market at a general 7-2-4-1 but is joined by Corbett's Cross who's maybe a little bit of a surprise to turn up here uh, again a series of will he won't he's in the weeks leading up to the festival uh, Dermot I'm going to stick with you for this one what's your view on the uh, Albert Bartle does it race our listeners don't already know yeah look everyone's sick to death of me uh, talking about these two horses so I'll just Everyone knows Monty's story, Shambhali kid. I really don't need to explain it much longer at all. I wouldn't say we're we're gathering much more listeners this week. So uh, Shambhali kid and uh, Monty star there. Long time plans with these two. So hopefully one can one can do the business. Fingers crossed for Dermot Nolan. Uh, Stephen Cass, the Albert Bartlett. I'm sure you're taking a big swing here again, are you? Yeah, well, it'd be Shambly Kid as well, who I've, I've always been on about and, and have loved. Um, I loved the way that... Um, Dermot's horse, Monty's star won at Clamel, but he's walking the park, so I, I kind of have a thing against him. Um, I'd probably take a swing as well with Chamberlain Quid, Chamberlain Kid, so we'll double up with him. He's by percentage, though. He'd be worried, a little bit worried about the ground. Uh, but that said, it, it seems to be riding okay today. God knows, haven't a clue. So, um, yeah, Chamberlain Kid at a wild price here as well for me. Yeah, I... As going by the clock, there's no way the ground is soft today. Like there's absolutely no chance it's soft, but uh, does seem to be a spot of rain about at the moment. So, uh, we shall see where that ends up. The half past three is the highlight of the week. Uh, allegedly, uh, the Gold Cup gallop in the Champs has the market here two to one after probably being a bit of a shorter price for certainly since his his victory at the Open Race Festival. He's, he was around a thirteen to eight shot, but. Uh, Couple of bookmakers sticking our next set of twos. Absolutely tired, well punted after a somewhat successful week for, for Andrew DeBram. Obviously, at Envo Allen going for same connections today. Brave Man's Game is 7 to 1. Noble Yates is best price 12s, but a general 10 11 to 1. And Conflated is 14s. Uh, Cass, I'm going to come to you. The Gold Cup, what's your view? I think 2 to 1 is fair enough, but the best horse in the race. Uh, I couldn't have absolutely tired. I know, you know, Henry's working his magic everywhere, but this is a different story. Like a horse completely bombing out. Um, there was rumours of Rachel maybe riding Manella Indo here so if she's thinking of that that, that doesn't read well for a Plutard for me uh, I think Gallop and Deschamps is a fair price and the other one I like is Protectorat who I think just he's a really really good horse and can run in the 170s I, you know I don't think Brave Man's game is going to be suited by Cheltenham that's a good thing I just think a flat track will suit him Noble Yates and Statler will probably get left too bar, far behind I think the one with the class to run in the 170s is Protectorat. So I'm going to back Protectorat each way and I haven't backed Gallop and Deschamps yet, but I'll be tempted. If ever there was a sign of man who hasn't learned his lesson, Stephen Cass has tipped an English horse in the Gold Cup. Dermot Nolan, what's your view on the biggest race of the week? Uh, Statler, yeah, absolutely loved him for a long time for this. Um, Ground really isn't much of an issue either. He ran very well behind El Indo, given that horse pound, or nine pounds that day. Um, so yeah, look, I really like him. This has been the plane, kind of a small bit similar to me, apart from the fall, obviously for Album Photo, but comes into this very similarly to Album Photo, in my opinion. Um, and uh, naturally, Gallop and Deschamps, if he hits the line like he did in the Irish Gold Cup, he wins. But there's just still a nagging doubt to me that he just doesn't stay. But that could just be my absolute stubbornness on him. That's a, probably all it is. Um, but um, statler for me here, there. I don't know, stamina for the Gold Cup trip, it's one of those until you see it, it's hard to believe it, but uh, you'd certainly be encouraged anyway by his, his Leperstown effort, but uh, we shall see, less than 24 hours time, I reckon this could be a quick enough one to spin through lads, the 10 past 4 is the, uh, I'm going to call it the Fox Hunters, the English refuse to do so, 
Cass, uh, Vosley heads the market here around 11 to 4, and it's uh, 7 to 1 the field after that. Famous Claremont, Billaway, Chris's Dream, Rockies, how are you? Do you have a strong view on this? I suspect not. No, I'd be spoofing, Darren. I'm not going to lie to you. That they move on to Sherman. I'd just be telling lies now. If it's an yeah, listen. <laughs> I don't know what he's passing on to me for. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking fox hunters. <laughs> Our man on the point to point scene, Dermot Nolan. Yeah, Dermot Nolan, yeah. Dermot, you look kind of salt to the earth now. This should be your bread and butter here. Like, I uh, I never pretend I'm salt to the earth, Cass. I am salt to the earth. <laughs> but the um, the uh, fox hunters and points to points and bumpers are just not something that I have an absolute interest or notion about. But the confidence behind that, the only logic that I put to this was that Wing leader was Rob last year, and the fact that David Christie has turned up this year with Barry O'Neill, the same jockey again, and with only Vosselet to take on this field, I'd say he must be he must be very good. That's the logic I have. I was just happy to nap this nap this horse as far as the play spot goes, but I think he's uh, yeah, I think he's very oh, well done. Yeah, I haven't a clue. Nap. Yeah, <laughs> for, for, for the play spot, not my nap. Yeah, the yeah. Play spot, I kind of agree with you. Like he, he, you know, he's the the king of the. Anyway, just move on, yeah. Okay, there's Jay. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, it's more than enough time on that on that particular contest, lads. <laughs> I just want to say I did not nap that horse. That's all I did not nap. <laughs> uh, I, I believe you, thousands wouldn't. Uh, anyhow, we'll move on to the four fifty second last race of the entire week of the festival. Uh, Dermo, you do have a strong view here, uh, not as strong as your nap in the last race, but somewhat strong all the same. The mare's chase. Do you want to give us your thoughts on this? Yeah, look, we're on this horse. That's. Uh, 16 to 1 or so from earlier on the season. Uh, Dean's on bigger than I am, but I'm on. And um, she's just she's just been flawless all season, in my opinion. She's her her kind of smaller size would is the only nagging doubt in my head, but her form is all, only getting stronger. The the next race now, because we're recording this podcast at 340 on Thursday, and the the horse that, that she hammered first time out in the season uh, has been kind of marvelled. Uh, Cerisi has been well back for him at Abramid here in the 410. Dino Blue ran a screamer yesterday. Journey with me won on Sunday. Impervious' form is is just very, very strong. And was Allegory Devasi has all the promise in the world. Impervious to me is just very good and she's improving. Um, I think she should be favourite on, on all form and all basis that, that we know by now. And the the market's starting to kind of work that way itself anyway. It's 15 to 8 around the place and 2 to 1. So this is going to be a very, very close market. But I just think Impervious is the best of these now. Yeah, uh, it's a more than valid uh, opinion to hold at this point. Uh, Stephen Cass, are you the same as Dermo, or what way do you come down in the mirror's chest? No, I'd be in the other camp. I just think if there's gold cup parts in here, uh, you know, and, and a really, really top class mare, I think it's Allegorda Bassi. I think she could be a bit special. Uh, what, what's interesting, I think, is Willie had Gaelic Warrior and El Fabiola, who were both jumping right at Leopardstown. Uh, somehow he corrected that. She jumped dead straight at Limerick and then obviously jumped right the day at Thurless. So if he has fixed her jumping issues where she's shifting right, I, I think she's going to take a hell of a lot of beating. But there's nothing interesting in that, you know, when you're six to four, two to one, we're, we're tipping up the two. Um, but I do think it's between them. And I, I just think she's an absolute weapon. Yeah, could, again, more than valid opinion. It's uh, it's going to say a race to save if it wasn't just a mare's chase, but uh, however, it should be an interesting contest nonetheless. And that brings us to the half past five tomorrow. Uh, the get out stake, the boys' race, whatever you want to call it, it's actually known as the Martin Pike Conditional Jockeys Handicap Herd. A two and a half miles for, as the name suggests, conditional jockeys. Spanish Harlem has somehow found, this, has found himself at the head of this market uh, with Mickey O'Sullivan in the plate. Can't really put a foot wrong this week. Imagine is also in there around the 4-1, 9-2 mark. 
Cool Survivor 5, Zeroko 91. Cass, I'm going to stick with you. Do you have one here for the get-out stakes if anyone's looking for a winner in half-past five or is this time to go? Yeah, no, no, I think I do. Um, no Ordinary Joe won on soft ground at Kempton over two miles at Christmas. Really looked like a step-up and trip at suit. Uh, went to the bet for hurdle on rattling ground. Got out pace there. Um, Luca Morgan, he's all right, is he? Jeez. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's meant to be pretty good. Fine jockey, yeah. Yeah, okay, so it's 25 to 1. Um, I think that's a big price. Just like I, I fancied him for the Carl Cup and he was 20 to 1 and I was backing him, so I'm definitely going back to him as a Martin Pike 25s. No ordinary Joe. Fair enough. No ordinary Joe. Luke Morgan. Yeah, Luke Morgan is one of the better um, claimant jockeys in the UK, I just said. Rise a lot for Ben Pauling, but um, yeah, I would say he's reasonable value for his, uh, for his claim. Dermot, do you have a similarly strong slash tempered view on this race, or where, do you, where did you come down? Uh, I, I've come down on Cool Survivor for quite a while. Amanda Source about fourteen to one as they put him up in the race hour after DRF. Um, I thought that was a huge run, but that Goodland form has just taken a bit of a tumping now when he came out that day. But this horse flew on from the back. He kind of he's only figuring himself out. And whilst Mikey O'Sullivan is the main man at the moment, Sam Ewing's a spectacular young jockey. Um, and um, you know he's 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 definitely not one to be ignoring here he's he's one definitely that is an up-and-coming young pilot so he's one that i'm excited about it as well so cool survivor just because i'm on him already and then the other one that i quite liked was irish hill off that mark for, under angus chalita um again an english horse i know but this horse has won twice very very well brilliant last time at um at ascot like really really good and i just think of a mark 134 there's still more in him and angus chalita he's one of the best up and coming English young lad, so he'd be another one. But cool survivors, the main one there for me, Darren. This Spanish Harlan is very interesting. He's the propensity to go off very, very short because uh, he won the same race as um, as Gallop and Deschamps did in France before they bought him. He's had a very, very similar campaign to Gallop and Deschamps before Gallop and Deschamps went down and won this, and they're after booking Michael O'Sullivan. So I could see an awful lot of people now if they're having a bad, bad Thursday going on to a bad Friday, absolutely lumping into him. Yeah, very, very valid uh, thoughts there, 100%. Uh, as you say, the man or the lad or whatever you want to call him can't really put a foot wrong this week. Uh, Jeremy, I understand you've been keeping count of the play spot here for us. A couple of near misses this week. We've been on, maybe on the bad side of, of fortune, but uh, hopefully we can rectify that on the very final day of the Chatham Festival, where, of course, there is a £1 million guarantee on the play spot pool. So do you want to give listeners a spin through what we had on yeah, of course. So in the Triumph, we opted for just two. We kind of removed Gallimard. So, so it's just Lossy Mouth and Blood Destiny in the uh, in the Triumph. In the County Hurdle, we went for Winter Fog, Pembroke and Hunter's Yarn. In the Albert Bartlett, we went for Shanbally Kid, Monty Star and Tree Card Bragg. In the Gold Cup, we went for Noble Yates, Protectorat and Statler. In the Fox Hunters, we've napped Vosalet. In the Mayor's Chase, we've gone for two in Impervious and Allegory de Vassi. That leaves us with 108 lines, which is perfectly reasonable on uh, the. Uh, <laughs> 108 lines. I'd apologise to any listeners that have listened to the play spot for the week. I think it's uh, that not a, not a fair thing to do, Dermo. You've been an absolute disgrace, I've heard. <laughs> we've had we've had two <laughs> where we fall on one short today was bad but Tuesday Wednesday we were we were very very unlucky okay yeah that's our well story and that's what we're sticking to um, okie dokie that brings us to the very end of uh, 
the best week in National Hunt Racing after the Bunchdown Festival. Um, I want to thank everyone who's been listening to us all week. If you're a Johnny come lately and you only arrived today, we'll give you our thanks anyway, but obviously a lesser form of it. Uh, don't forget to gamble responsibly. We will be back next week, Dermot, isn't that right? We most certainly will, yes. Racer will be back next week, as always. Until then, as I said, gamble responsibly. Enjoy the rest of the festival, and we'll chat to you soon. You're listening to The Race Hour, proudly brought to you in association with The Tote. Check out The Tote this jump season and find out what you've been missing.